Hello, everyone. I know you're not used to hearing my voice. Welcome to the Max and Vince podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm doing my best, Max Bredos. Uh, isn't it weird that I'm here alone and I'm doing this? I don't like it. I don't love it. I'm going to bring him in. The man, the myth, the legend. He's with me via Zoom. That's how much, that's how much he's committed to this podcast. He's joining me via Zoom. Max Bredos, how are you feeling, buddy? Wait, you don't enjoy taking the, the reins there? That's the most. That's the fun part. I know. You also forgot to say share the podcast. Oh, and share the podcast. Sharing is caring. It is. This is the gift. This gift is like, um, I just, I, yeah, lean I, on, br- I lean on you so much. Everyone thinks that I'm the one that props you up and it's not true. Lean on me. Yes. As Bill Weathers once said, uh, I got some breaking news for you. Ooh, breaking news. Let's um, go. Got some breaking news. Okay. Carlos Vela has been transferred to Club America. I'm just kidding. How that's, that's a joke. dare you? That's a joke. Breaking news. I rapid tested this morning. I'm COVID negative. So COVID's party cannot continue in this house. It can continue somewhere else, but it can't continue here. Well, I'm glad to see from that Carlos Vela joke that COVID didn't give you a better sense of humor. Garbage. <laughs> Should have let that one simmer a little bit and see what people were thinking. I knew it. She's going. But um, yeah, here after that was too a week. Believable. Thanks, that was a problem. That was too. I know. It's just like I hear a pin drop. But um it's uh, yeah, that's obviously I, I said that and uh, missed a couple broadcasts, which was very difficult. But you've been here at home, uh, making sure to keep everyone safe. Got a great response from everyone. So I really appreciate that. I wanted to answer questions. I answered a lot of questions and uh, I got a lot of people in the same kind of boat as I am kind of tell me, yeah. well, I this happened. And now, well, I go, well, good. You tested. Keep other people safe. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to harp on it too long because now, now you're negative and we're happy that, that you didn't uh, have too bad of symptoms. But you said something that I think was really important. You said you wholeheartedly believe that if you had not had the vaccine and had caught COVID, that this was going to be a lot rougher go for you. Um, you did have like one sort of rough day, you said, but you were able to go for a run today. So, I mean, the vaccines, yeah, man. And no, no breathing problems. So, yeah. and I did about, about 30 push ups, actually, like 50 push ups. You can't do 50 push-ups. Ever. I ran, I ran, I did like two, three mile loop around the Redondo beach performing center. I want to tell everyone there's a miss Philippines contest going on there. Mm. Um, it was very exciting. People are very excited. A lot of parents dropping off the girls, hoping they could win it. So best of luck. If anyone's listening, I doubt they are, but who knows? <laughs> I hope they so, are. Best of luck to all the competitors. It was good to be out, feel some sun and run. And uh, yeah, I, look, were you, the, in the running uh, to the be a, were you in the running to be a judge of that? Had you not had COVID? Nope, was not asked. Oh, wow. Was well, not asked. Bad, bad call. I mean, you're local. You're right there. I would. Yeah, exactly. Ronda Beach, Redondo Beach Performing Center is pumping out some good events. Uh, they have like a speaker series. They have some concerts. Uh, <laughs> this is might be up your I think Huba Stank and another one hit wonder from the 90s is playing. Not for <laughs> me, but maybe for you. you. How dare you? My well, taste- do you remember the Huba Stank? Uh, do you remember the Huba Stank uh, one hit wonder? What was it? No, I no, don't. I, I remember the name because obviously the name is oh, unforgettable. Huba Stank. Here you go. Huba Stank and Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, Toad the Wet Sprocket? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. At Redondo Beach Performance Center. You know, I haven't go see Toad the Wet Sprocket. And Miss Filipinos, 2021. Yeah, they're, they're the intermission between Miss the two bands, right? Yes. But um, so uh, just, just to finish that thought, but <laughs> with regards to that, uh, I felt good and I never had – I've had a, I hadn't gotten sick in so long. So if I got sick for the first time in a long time and my body 
you know, when your body gets sick for the first time in a long time, it's just left open. It just hits you hard. It, my Historically, that's how it works for me. I'm sure for other people. This time, it just never really came to fruition. There was some symptoms, but uh, I, and I was reading some stuff, you know, and I think we, a lot of people were, were told, got the feeling, you get the vaccine, you, you're not going to get COVID. And that's not accurate. You get the vaccine, it can help you in a lot of ways. It is, uh, I think, uh, you know, people getting it, there's a, a silver lining because you can, you've gotten it and you can get, you don't want to have any lasting side effects. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but, you know, just reading about what the vaccine does and, obviously this new variant, but it is, uh, it's going to help you. It had helped me. That's it. If you don't want to believe that it helped me. And, uh, I've talked to some people where they were just floored. They're floored. Now they're bedridden. I got out of bed and I kind of sat in quarantine, stood, did work, D- didn't get tired again until the end of the day. So that shouldn't normally happen if you're under the weather. What about the, uh, the smell and taste back? You back? Still don't have it. Ah, no smell rough. or taste. No. You said yeah, you, I was like, you said you could actually, smell bacon the other day, or was that just your mindfulness? And apparently, it was. I, I then I tried to smell ginger tea, and it didn't. Oh. And uh, this is a little bit off color, I'll say, but I tried to, you know, uh, some flatulence. Hopefully, maybe have kicked it in, but that didn't do it either. So, <laughs> where do we go from there? No, let's just put a bow on it. Look, Max, we're, no, no, we're happy right. that, it'll, that it'll, it'll, it'll come back. Yes, we're happy that you have tested negative. We're happy that you're going to be back on the call next week for LAFC versus SKC. And to your point, it protected you against something worse. And more importantly, it protected your family. Your family has not tested yes. positive. So, guys, take, no. take from that. Mac, our own Max Bredos, like, he's, this, this is the right thing to do, guys. Yeah, protect your family. And I just want to give a warm uh, congratulations or appreciative uh, nod to Sarah Takata and Seth Burton, who helped really steer this on very short notice. We had a game Saturday. They found out Friday morning about this. Obviously, Mark Rogandino, who do double duty, that's really hard to do. And to keep it in the family, because we're talking about we bring someone in, but, you know, Mark's there every week, and he's part of the Black and Gold family, so it's not really a jarring thing. Uh, Not that it was going to be a jarring thing anyway. Uh, And then uh, Heath Pierce and Patia Castroena, who worked there and just crushed it. I couldn't watch their broadcast last night because I don't have Valley, but I did watch Estrella with uh, Claudio and uh, Francisco Equis, which yeah. was good. Man, Rogo has so many jobs. I would, I would just felt bad because he's a go-getter, man. You, you saddled him with just like the seventh or eighth job on his list. I mean, man, the guy's everywhere. Well, do you want to talk? Should we, should we talk about the games now? That, that was like the happy. That was the happy stuff. Let's, uh, let's start a little bit about Vancouver. You got to watch the game from a different perspective, Max. I'm, I'm just very curious of what your thoughts were when you weren't having to call the game. I was in bed on that one, so it was uh, it was it was just very frustrating. And I, you know, spoke to. Uh, it did it put you Keith in bed? The... No, I mean it was very frustrating. That first yeah. half, you're like, it was. It, I mean, you've even seen the game last night. The difference in what they were able to do, uh, working through uh, a defense, uh, and they had a they had effectiveness. This was just flat. I the the amount of balls that they try to play through that never got through was, mm-hmm. was pretty startling. And obviously that was an outlier, so to speak. I mean, they played well against Portland. They obviously played well in the victory over Real Salt Lake. They played well in the wins at Austin and RSL too. I mean, the road games, it was a little bit more of a grind, but that was a good road uh, performance from them. This first half was, you know, I think you could probably put it. There's the worst, at least since early, early in the season. Uh, it's just, uh, it was very frustrating. And, um, 
you know, they got out of it, which was a good sign. And, you know, Carlos Vela, uh, I think that's a really good development, how well he's played. Although he's had some chances that he normally would tuck away that he hasn't, mm-hmm. even though the one that was offside at that in against Vancouver that um, the flag went up afterwards. But he's getting in positions. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, and I think something we're going to talk about uh, in a little bit when we discuss both games is, you know, the formations and how they best uh, help some players and how they might burden other players, mm-hmm. whether it's the five, three, two, or the, uh, or the four, three, three. So um, it's, it didn't really work there. And I know, and I, you know, listening to you as well and uh, in the post game that uh, the adjustment to the four, three, three in the second half worked great. And when do we start seeing that more regularly? We didn't see it against Minnesota uh, to start off with, but uh, it worked there. And I, I, I'm a big believer in using both. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that the four three three it was screaming for four three three from the beginning. I'm not going to second guess anyone, but I thought against Vancouver, you you do want to uh, you know give that a little more protection in those areas. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get it against Vancouver you figure that they're going to do the plan that everyone kind of has where anytime that they can muck up the game and win the ball, they're immediately going to try to switch play, especially they have Caicedo, they have Dahomey who play high and wide. So they're, they're naturally in those spaces already. So you, you play wingbacks because you want to fight against that. But Vancouver kind of flipped the script in the first half and they were like, no, we're going to come at you and we're going to tuck in and we're going to overwhelm that midfield of Latif and Edward. And they simply couldn't do anything. So they go to the four, three, three, and then, then Vancouver is the one that's kind of put on the back foot, and they're like, okay, our plan to to go through the middle areas is not working because LAFC were so good in that second half about going inside to outside, outside to inside, and the passes were just there. Like, they naturally, they know where the next pass is intuitively. Whereas to the point in the in the Minnesota game, I'm watching the 3-5-2, and I'm going to ask you after I finish if you were surprised that they switched back to the 3-5-2, but I'm watching it, and it just seems like the angles aren't there. Guys positionally are farther spread out, so passes have to be longer. They're easier to pick off. Also, guys are getting the ball, and they're kind of having to take extra touches to, to, to get a better angle. I just I watched the 4-3-3, and the guys just know it so well, and I understand, and I agree with you. Two systems is great to have. It's just the one just seems so out of whack, and they played so well that second half. Were you surprised that then they Wait, didn't but just Minnesota, they, I mean, Minnesota, the first 20 minutes they – they, I thought they hit their spots. I thought they were making. I thought they played great for twenty minutes. I Should did, have had a sharp. goal. Sharp in that twenty. Then minutes. they had a little bit of a dry spell, and then they were able to to pick it up here at the end. I thought it was a good. And then obviously the second half uh, had a lot of highlights throughout as well. I just, uh, I thought it was. I mean, I was okay with that performance mm-hmm. with that formation. Maybe they were stretched a little bit. It does feel like some of the passes are a little bit long, but I was content with that. I just. I talked about it extensively on the post game. I'm, I'm talking about it on this week's episode of. Oh, Winter I watched Football. you on the post game. You did. I did heard, you not I, think it was an entertaining? Of, 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 did you not think it was entertaining style? No, compared to the four three three. You didn't. It wasn't. No. Was that the inter, compared to the four three three? No, the interchanges are not there. And to your point, though, I think. Yeah, I could. I could sense your frustration. I think they got a little more. They weren't as sharp. Uh, in the second half. Those first 20 minutes, I'll agree with you. Man, like, Sifu was picking up spots all over the place. He was flying around. But the second half, as the second half wore on, I, I just want Diego and Carlos still don't seem super compatible as a two. And then Sifu was getting... Look, 
when I see a guy like Edward Atuesta super wide, I'm wondering what what is he doing? Like I never see him like that in the four three three, really wide, having to chase and go find the the play. And that that's where I wonder like you're in a positional sense, but now you're losing that positional system. And that's why I like the four three three. And then I just Diego Diego getting lost. Uh, he can play make a little bit, but I don't like him as a playmaker. And but is it because there is no other playmaker besides Edward out there, and Carlos is trying to get behind? Well, that's the that's the problem with the five three two. And I'm not you know keep telling you something you don't know, but that third person with Vela and Rossi would unlock some of that. No, they should, but that's not Sifu. Sifu's a dribbler. Sifu's a a crasher. Sifu's Sifu's kind of going back and forth a bit. Yeah, I mean he has. Is it got a couple obligations? Right. Well, that's the. I mean, that's the toughest spot to play in this. You. It's the. It's the. It's both the freest role and probably the toughest one to play uh, in that entire setup, right? Because you're expected to be a good passer in some instances. You're expected to be a connector in others. You're expected to get on the ball in space and be able to drive the team forward, dribbling. And I think Sifu can do all those things to a reasonably high level. It's the passing that that is not always to the level that you would need for someone like that. But do you think the passing would be more effective if he was in the midfield and say it was Rossi, Baird, Vela? I do, because I think that the three... The Why? Next- because is it because the passes will be shorter, and obviously, I mean, this is for Sifu's control. Yeah. And obviously, he could connect from Atuesta, but to me, that's big. The one who benefits the most from that, for me, is, is Diego. Mm-hmm. Of course. No, because... The, the what I was going to say, the reason why is when you have those three, they really pin back uh, a back line, whether it's four or five, or, you know, teams will play five against us at times, uh, but they kind of space that back line really well, especially when you have just a central nine that holds the two center backs or sometimes three at times. Um, and then Sifu can get between the lines and, and he's basically playing those through balls. Like the through balls are, I think that's what I'm missing. Maybe that's why it's not as pleasing to me. The through balls are not there. This We are a through ball master and we have not been this not against season. Vancouver. We weren't. Those things were. These things died. Uh, they got a few little. They got better against Minnesota. I mean, just connecting some of the lines. Yeah. And that was. That's the worst part about the Vancouver games. Those things were not getting through at all. And that was really frustrating from a viewer's perspective. I think in some of the, in some instances in the Minnesota game, the disconnect is there, where you see five, six guys all the way back with the wingbacks, and then you see. Sifu Rossi and maybe you know Kim getting in there, maybe Raheem getting in there. It's it seems just a little disconnected. They don't seem to matriculate up and down the field, even in instances when they want to play direct. They don't seem to have the right spacing, even in in offensive transition. Well, we've also said as we go over the formations, we've said this that the strong point right now for LAFC is their depth in fullbacks, where you have Kim Moonhwan, who has been fantastic, and his first touch continues to be one of the best things this club is doing this season Mm -hmm. it is palacios who's starting to get in there it got a little got a little sloppy at the end then uh marco farfan who is a left back who could play on the right and then tristan Mm -hmm. so we i guess we should mention those eddie couldn't go jesus pulled out because of a hamstring discomfort so in that case they had to go a little bit out i mean if you want to go four three three you need eddie and jesus or eddie and tristan yes and then you go, and then someone, I, I would imagine it would be Palacios and Kim. Well, I did talk to Ben Chi, so starting next Wednesday, I will be referring to him as Moon 
on the broadcast because he is accepting of that that nickname, if you can call it that. And also that's what the team the teams are the players' teammates are calling him. Okay. So it's gonna fit in with Pancho Sifu, Chiki, Moon, okay. Profe. So I'm trying to get nicknames for all. That is of them. from the man himself. He's okay with it. Because I actually wondered that. I know there was a big talk about that's not his name. Don't call him Moon. But then I keep hearing Bob say Moon, and I'm like, Bob is very meticulous about what people want yeah, to be yeah. called and, and dealing with people as, as human beings. So if he's calling him Moon, I'm wondering if he's cool with it. But I'm glad you did you did the legwork there. You reached out to our old friend Ben Chi. Um, and now we know we guys, if you want to call him Moon, he will respond to it and he's, he's okay cool. with it. So when I say that, that if we go to the fourth, Marco Farfan obviously moves to the bench, but I don't think this they want to. I think they like him. He, he's just can't log minutes. I mean, he's obviously he, the last couple of games he's been in right in the crosshairs of when opponents scored. Yeah. But I mean, what incredible. Maybe he does need to, I don't know if he needs to sit one out. I just, I'm basing it on there that they obviously like him and the coaches know yeah. the players a lot more than I do because they're training with them every day. But um, again, we didn't have Chiqui Palacios here with the team. So well, I just think about the team. I just don't, I, there may be an issue. They don't want to put one of those guys to the bench. Well, but, but think about the teams that play a three center back system at a high level and an attacking level, not the teams that bunker, the teams that play at a high level, Manchester cities, the Chelsea's, they always use two center backs and then some kind of tweener fullback. It's a Kyle Walker. It's a Cesar Aspilicueta, uh, which I, Definitely butchered that name. I apologize. Uh, but Marco, Aspilicueta. I know it's just there's too much, too much there. My tongue. I need to warm up to it. Aspilicueta. Okay. Um, Marco Farfan is that, is that Basque? Is, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, Marco Farfan though is that kind of tweener where he can kind of do both. I think where I'm missing Marco a little bit is I want him on the ball a little bit more. Like if you got three center backs, normally you're outnumbering um, the amount of guys that are pressing you. So get on the ball a little bit more. Marco has quality on the ball. Um, I know that they're not necessarily always asked to drive forward uh, as center backs, but I think that it's a weapon when you have three. You you got to have one that's a passer, kind of a uh, a guy that can get you out of dodgy situations, and that might free up guys like Latif Blessing and Edward Atuesta to get into positions that can move the play along quicker instead of having to come so deep. Yeah, it's um, just to talk about some big picture. Obviously, that's all in there. But I just want to go over some big picture things about these two games mm -hmm. and our season. Because we're kind of reaching the halfway point. We are. We're almost, after you call this game on Wednesday, we'll be right at the halfway point. That's crazy, huh? And it's, I mean, it's a weird season. There's a lot of breaks. and it's, But we, we made it. Congratulations. Yeah. So, all in all, LAFC, a, a positive team, very with results results wise very mediocre that's what it right. is many wins losses and ties so we have a pretty good idea of what they are and um i know we've we've talked about putting teams away and minnesota we can be critical of what happened at the end i want to say it's look i've called thousands of soccer games thousands the goal that lafc allowed against the portland timbers mm -hmm. and the goal that they allowed against Asani dotson against minnesota those goals rarely happens to a team once a year, let alone once every two years. Just a just a bang bang freak in nature, perfectly hit ball into the back of the net. Yeah, not not to not to like absolve LAFC, but the finish by both those players, pretty incredible. It was crazy. Yeah. I saw the Dotson one again and it was so rushed. You know, because I heard Bob after the game said, yeah, Sifu hit, he got hit in the face. He kind of covered it and lost his man, but I forgot who it was. It was Met Tenere. Uh, 
No, it wasn't Metanera. Before no, was that, it? he's just running and then he just lobs it in. Okay. And then, um, oh, you know, it just you know, goes bang off I think the head of Far. It, it was Grey Goose. It was Grey Goose. Grey Goose. It was Grey Goose. So, it, and it goes off and then it goes to Dotson and it goes boom. And then I'm like, well, what just happened? Yeah. It's just, I've never, you don't see goals like that. And then the other one where it's Sebastian Blanco and LAFC had one defender in the area on Felipe Mora and it goes bang, bang in. Perfect header. I'm like, yeah. you don't see these kind of goals. So I just want to say, if LAFC keep allowing this, it's I don't know if there's anything that they could do. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know even... if there. It's it's to me, it's something that is cyclical that it comes back and maybe they score one of them, but they're not going to get these goals scored against them, and that's four points right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it. I, I honestly, I've seen both goals over and over again. I go, that is such a freakish goal. Well, the... that is a that's a video game goal. You're hitting on something that I kind of brought up today on Twitter, and a lot of people were saying, I, I said, look, I, I may agree with some of this, but for right or wrong, every time a team gives up a goal like that, the first thing I hear is that team needs leadership. And I ask people, what do you mean by leadership? Because to your point, Max, I agree with you. The, that ball just kind of sits up and he finishes it. You could say that LAFC should have finished off. Uh, Minnesota never put themselves in this situation. I 100% agree with that, but no one tells me that you need leadership when it comes to finishing off goals. It's always about stopping them. And those chances were like one in 50 chances. Hassani Dotson's never scored a goal like that. No. And I apologize, but there's no way he's just turned around and goes bang and that ball's in off his foot with a bolt. Uh, I, I want you, you can finish your thought out, but I just want to add the problem with LAFC is they've got to put that game away and we want to see them put that game away. And they had the chances. Sifu's got a one time that ball. And there's a couple other ones. Rossi had a shot, put it three, one, put it out of reach. Mm-hmm. And this team, this is my point about the halfway mark. Cause we haven't seen them put a game away. They haven't been put away either. They're in that middle ground, which for better or worse means mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to watch these games till the final whistle. This is LAFC. Yeah, uh, I, we're waiting for this four-one victory. I don't think it's going to happen. It might. It might be a weird little uh, circumstance. But this is how they. And, and look, they've gotten good results playing this way. But yeah. this is this is who they are. But they're going to have to work their tails off to win, and they'll pay a heavy price if they don't uh, give it one hundred percent. And I think that effort is a testament to what they're doing because they could have. These things could have gone, you know. Uh, pear-shaped as they say well they've never been quickly, fully out of it could have been a lot of bad results right they're like, never out of a game and they're always in a game but so are the opponents <laughs> no that that's true but that it's an interesting it's an interesting middle ground that they live in but they're consistent man yeah but it, it's a point against people like me that are like why can't we just change the 433 and the coaches would look at me and go what is so bad we little tweaks here and there um and i think to the to the bigger point the biggest point is still putting teams away um obviously you're right, Max. They're a middling team. At we best haven't put a team away in terms of all putting season. Teams maybe away. Austin. Maybe but Austin. we have to wait, right? Right, right. And look, you could be putting teams away right now, but really, when it's really going to matter, if they start putting teams away when it's uh, October, November, I'll be much more excited than if they were doing it now. Like if this is a case where they're building towards something and little tweaks and some players coming in, maybe some moves happening that they're going to be, uh, you know, hot when it matters. None of us will care. But my bigger point, it, to kind of uh, go around your point about, uh, you know, finishing teams is just like, what do you mean by leadership? And I have people telling me like, and I'm not totally, look, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't totally disagree because I thought, I thought after this game, this is one of those games where like, maybe you just shut the doors and go like, guys, 
Let's look in the mirror. Like, what's going on? We really got to bear down because we're not blowing teams away anymore. So, guys, we have to be focused on every play. We can't let a throw. This is us. Yeah, we can't let a throw and crush us like it did in Portland. But against Minnesota, people were like, well, a leader would have told everyone to be back. It was six on four. Six on four. And, and that ball bounces up to Hassani Dotson. And he finishes it. And, and to Bob's point, I, I agree with Bob. He's like, yeah, maybe Sifu could have stayed with him instead of giving, you know, he, thinking he got hit in the face. Maybe Farfan wins the header and it doesn't bounce the way it bounces. Maybe Kim. And so you're stacking them more and more and more. And maybe, and maybe, maybe. And it, it just goes to prove the point that a lot of people don't want to reckon with. But it's the reason why I love this sport so much is a lot of this stuff is random. And it can actually kill you in the end. But... Uh, that's why you got to put teams away because you cut through the randomness. You you make those margins bigger, uh, but soccer's random. It's complete. It, it yeah. can be completely random for the most part. The randomness is pretty fair though, and yeah. I think you got to remember that. So when we're in September and something bangs off a defender, goes for a goal, we win in the 95th minute. Remember, we're probably due when those things come around. You don't keep getting hit. That was. I looked at the play, I looked at that goal 10 times, and I was like, what could you possibly have done to avoid this thing? This guy, a wing and a prayer, bangs it, and it flies into the net. I mean, it was probably the best struck ball he's ever hit. Yeah. One of the best struck balls I've hit, seen all season. The goals, by the way, at LAFC games lately, <laughs> insane. Yeah. No cheapies, no penalties. I know Car- that, that chip Carlos had that, to finish off Tyler Miller, man. He put Beautiful. that. He put that. The only spot that Tyler had no chance, and he just floated it so perfectly. It's all very frustrating. You want to see him put teams away, but I don't think. I don't think we can expect it. They're no. going to grind, but good for them. They grind. They grind, and they they. Mm-hmm. The effort's always there. I don't think you could say yeah, They're taking some shortcuts. Never. Yeah, not in the very near future. It could happen, though, with a, with a couple tweaks. They could be building to something. I'll say this, too, to add on to the randomness, the, the dirty little secret. Uh, it normally does even out, but sometimes you just keep rolling a little bit. That 2019 team, record-setting team, look, I think they're one of the greatest MLS teams of all time. There's a lot of luck involved in there. There's some oh, yeah. moments. Oh, there's yeah. There's some moments, and no one, wants to, no one wants to say that because it's like, that's my favorite team of all time. But, ooh, if you really meticulously were to comb through some of those things— some calls went our way. Some things bounced here. I, I'm remembering the Atlanta game specifically, uh, where like we just uh, bursted onto the scene, and there was like some close calls in there. Like these things, it happens. It happens even for good teams to roll forward. Sometimes it happens for teams to look middling. But the record is a record. We can't we can't argue with that. Speaking of decisions, how about Carapesi tweeting out at Garber? Oh. At the at at the dawn, wow! He goes, "What's with this officiating?" I loved it. I loved it. He, Look, there's he, a, he knows that's a direct line. I guess. I mean, man has pull. I I don't know where I he actually is. look. I, he he he, he, he actually here somewhere. In, yeah, he's here somewhere in the studio, but he doesn't pay attention to our podcast anymore. Doesn't care. All right. he, he's the only one. Well, we won't hey, pay attention to ice hockey. Whatever. We at least got Manesh. Like everyone else doesn't. Hey, we got we got Manesh. We're good. But but Jason. He's the one that's he's the he's the uh, exception that proves the rule. Everyone loves the Max and Vince podcast except for Jason. He's he's got bigger fish to fry. Like I want answers, Commissioner. Yeah, he's so, get, uh, he's getting at Garber. He'll figure it out. He'll get to the bottom of this. Him and him and Scooby Doo and the Mystery Machine, whatever else is going on over there. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to say I do it. There's like a conference call every two weeks with uh, pro refs, pro. And, oh, can you get um, can you get Jason on there, or is he already on it? 
Yeah, I'll get them on there. But they're great. Okay. Howard Webb's on there, and then different referees come on there, and they talk to the broadcasters. So we you know, don't make mistakes. Uh, I've had some video of me put up there, and I'm like, Ew. really? The rules are changing. There's some, yeah. Oh, they they um, talk about. But, did you know this rule? Wait, do did they try to help announcers? Is that what they're doing? Like they actually tell you, yes. like, hey guys, you're actually. It's really. It's really helpful. I actually think they that's pretty cool. They go through a ton of video. That's very cool. I'll see if you want to jump on there. I'll see yeah. if you can. I, I, I wouldn't so, mind. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll try. Did you, because I might I might have to resign as a broadcaster. Did you know this rule? Do you remember in the game against, was it Real Salt Lake at home? And advantage was played, and it was obviously a yellow card offense, I think on Sifu. And he went through there, and then nothing came of it. And then the coaching staff got upset, and they were like yelling, and I, I, I can't tell you what they're yelling about but i think because they didn't give a yellow card to whoever it was for real salt lake mm-hmm. uh because um because advantage was played and it didn't lead to a goal scoring opportunity if it if it prevents a goal scoring opportunity this new rule says that it will be a card if it didn't no card even though it was a a, a, a and a yellow card offense you follow but only because you played the advantage. So if he would have called it down right there and said, hey, I'm just not going to play advantage, I can give a yellow. It's a yellow. Right but now it's advantage. Nothing came of it. All right, is he's this, been – he's off the hook. Is This is MLS's – this is not a law of the game, is it? Or is it? I think it is a law. It is the law of the game. Oh, okay. It's a new law of the game. Ooh, I don't – Isn't that, that a big – I mean, is that, I, mean, I support the officiating. Isn't that a little – an extra layer of officiating that we don't need? Yeah, and by the it. way, MLS do a great job. When you talk to them, they are trying to make it as hands-on for the – Official VAR is there is in a, is to assist them. Mm-hmm. VA is not there to reverse calls. So I really appre- approve of all of that. But I just was like, that was a bit of a strange rule. I don't love but it. But it is what it is. So did you know where you were that? I was not aware of that. And I don't love it because to me that absolves MLS referees of the thing they do worse. The worst. Which is basically giving out yellow cards for tactical fouls. There's so many times where they look at the guy and they go, ooh, that, that could have been a goal-scoring opportunity. But um, I'm going to give you a warning. No! No, it was a make... clear yellow. It was a clear yellow card. It was a game killing foul, but I, I think it was Steve who just ran right through. I, I kind of remember the play where, like, literally, uh, the if you make no attempt at the ball, like if you're leaning in with your shoulder to a guy's back, you got to give a yellow card. Like, make these guys defend. They will have better games for. They will be better games. I'm tired of people saying like, "Well, you can't have referees influencing games." No, the players do it first, and then you you either punish them or you don't. But you know what? We have not punished them for it. And for that reason, we get teams that say, you, you probably got two or three good ones until you're going to get carded. So why don't you foul? Well, like, anytime a player gets by him, foul him. Foul him. Like, we've taken tactical fouls to a whole new level uh, in that way. And I love it. I knew this, I knew this would fire you up. I but I, we're probably losing listeners when we start know, talking like, about laws of the game. Referees. <laughs> so what, uh, what else do we talk about these games? Obviously, it's frustrating. We're always like silver lining here. This they did not. LAC did not deserve. Well, can I pose the question to, to you? Get that game tied. They didn't. It was, it's crazy. They've got to do better. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first goal too, and which was really well struck ball. I think Romero's positioning not great, and he kind of got caught. But the second goal, freaking nature. Well, that first. But it one, is you, you that, can't put yourself in this situation. Yeah. His positioning not put great. The hammer but, down. But to to Reynoso's credit, to go from kind of miscontrolling the ball for a half second to falling on your butt and burying it into the side net. Ooh, that, that guy's good. He's very good. So I would say that that's uh, tough, tough on Tomas, tough on uh, Marco, who had just switched over to right center back and normally been playing on the left side. So a little, little tough. 
Um, I, I, before we before we go, I want to pose the oh. Twitter question to you. Wait, wait, you, wait, before I start, I just want to say one last thing. Substitutes in the Minnesota game. We uh, didn't make it. We made the one substitute. Should there have been another one? I think probably. I was thinking Bryce too because he's been really good calming that midfield and getting touches. And yeah. Maybe a little bit earlier. But Some, again, somebody, it was working. See, they looked fit. Sifu was gas. I mean, I, it's hard to tell sometimes after the game It's because we were all gassed just by the results. Um, but they did look very, very tired. Um, yeah, could could use a sub. And, and and you can second guess that. You could say, well, you're going to have the weekend off. You're going to have seven days off. So you can kind of push them a little bit farther. I just... Yeah, maybe maybe one one more change could have helped. Um, but I, as I like to say, we only know what we know. Who knows how how available guys on the bench were, when what form they're in, what what their health is. I don't know. I I think that there could have been another sub, but I'm not going to say definitively. You got to make a sub there. What was the Twitter? Uh, my Twitter my my Twitter question. I want to ask you, like when you've been doing this long enough, and I'm sure you hear that all the time too. When a team gives up a late goal, oh, they just don't have leaders out there. What's your take? I don't know. What this, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that I think, was. That, I think that what could you possibly say about that goal that lacked leadership? Uh, obviously, leadership and uh, finishing games. I mean, the leadership. Let's, let's remember, this is a young team, mm-hmm. and that's there's going to be aspects that they probably should do better late in games that they're still learning. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you can how you can put that in a how you can prove that is something that is missing i, I just didn't see it yeah it's they weird. had chances to put it away they didn't put it away leadership doesn't make you find a hit it to the left as opposed to the right well that's, that's what, just experience that's maybe. what it is it's the monday it's the monday morning quarterback they want to redo that play with leadership that somehow puts moves the pieces moves the chess pieces moves guys a little bit closer and that's never gonna happen i think I think when you really need leadership is actually after the fact. That's when you have to step in and someone like Carlos has to say, like, guys, we need to understand what this meant and what we need to, what the response needs to be, what, what we need to do better. Um, but I don't think you can just have somebody that's some kind of general, general Patton-esque moving people around and, and being like, we're just not going to concede here. Lead, look, leadership was evident after that terrible first half against Vancouver. They responded. And even earlier in the half where Carlos says, all right, I'm going to show you my leadership and I'm going to get this goal and we're going to cut this lead in half. Second half, they responded. Minnesota game, by and large, they responded and uh, should be here with uh, three points, somewhere near third place. But uh, throughout this one loss in what, like five, six games? Yeah. So it could be a lot worse. Carlos has scored in four straight. Uh, as Carlos, we... Sifu's clicking. Carlos is clicking. Yep. Uh, defensively, we've proven we can score goals. Obviously, we've proven we can concede goals, but we're scoring more goals, which is more LAFC. Four mm-hmm. goals in two games. We haven't done that all year. Yeah, still de- and still decently solid. Like you said, decently solid defensively, although we'll have to – hopefully these guys aren't as banged up as, you know, Mario and, and Segura's knee. They said they're still checking him out, so hopefully he's back. Uh, but to the bigger point, uh, we're not even to ha- – Halfway of the season will be after the uh, SKC game, which everyone, anyone can make a run half, half with still half the season left. So still a lot of season to go. Um, but I think as we turn the page on that, we have to talk about uh, the big news that, uh, you know, we didn't plan the podcast to be ne- necessarily on Thursday, but uh, I'm kind of glad we did because that news about Mark Anthony K. if we would have missed that. No, I said, I told you, let's do the podcast on Thursday. 
Oh, so so John told you? Why didn't he give me a call? No, I just did the math. We're, we had two games this week, so why don't we do it Thursday? Oh, okay. After the Wednesday, but that you, was kind of out I there. That was swirling. Me, so you figured, I felt like you knew that there. Well, we knew that there was going to be moves. Did you? What? Were you I surprised? know everything, Vince. I know everything. Okay, Vince. then you weren't I'm surprised. Just not here to break stories. All right. Well, I'm going to so, say I was. I let others do it. I was. Surprised. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Vince. I don't. <clears throat> What's your take on it? It's uh, and I know people don't want to compare it to Walker's Zimmerman, but it was the same price tag, right? That Nashville gave up. You, someone comes to you and says, "We'll give you a million dollars in allocation money, and an international spot." Hard to turn that down. International spot that could be hard to turn that down. In a in a position you have coverage for, Mm -hmm. with Sifu developing, and now I think you really say he's your midfielder, and you have Bryce Duke starting to burgeon. Mm -hmm. You you have Pontinelli. You hope he can do a job as well, but now you have money to get a couple of new players and we've already heard these this talk about uh, Christian Arango and nothing's confirmed, but it's out there and it would seem like that's part of this. He may have, and been, at you a, have he may have been at a local airport recently. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, and that's a guy you can bring it forward. And now you still have a chance to get a midfielder. Mm-hmm. that's a similar caliber. We also have to talk about Mark Anthony K and the, there's this per- ridiculous perception he has when the numbers suggested. And for people who, people are like critical. I go, okay, this man is in Texas right now preparing for a gold cup semifinal, which you'll probably start because he started most of these games. Yep. He's playing Mexico. He's hitting it there. And a team came up and paid a million dollars for him. Why do you think that's the case? Mark Anthony's world is going great. Yeah. Right. Well, you have, so, you have to separate Mark the person from Mark the player, because we're we're, and I say this because I love Mark the person. Uh, I think he became a great leader. He really grew into. Well, his skin. I was talking about the player. No, I no, was no, talking about the no, player. I'm, okay. But I, but what I'm going to say, I need to say that because I, I don't want if if Mark were to hear this, I f- don't want him to take this the wrong way. You have a player that is on a a contract that is very team friendly, and he has one year left. And you know, there's always you know there's always conversations. Players always want to get, and they should always want to get paid. They want to get the most amount of money for, you know, the most amount of term. Um, And I'm sure those conversations were going on. And LAFC thought, you know, we like him on this contract, but now someone's going to offer us a million dollars in allocation in international spot. We already kind of know we're not necessarily going to meet his demands. Someone else maybe will, but we're not. We have to strike now because he can leave. And, you know, it, it does, to your point, show the value of Mark Anthony K that somebody within the league says, wait, Mark only has a year left, so we could wait a year, or we could send a million dollars now plus the international spot, get him and have the right to talk to him to give him more money, which is what exactly is going to happen. Colorado is going to back gonna, up a Brinks he's truck. He's going to make the money with Colorado. He's going to get the money. So I'm, I'm happy that he's going to get the money, but people have to look at this from the salary cap and the team perspective and, and all the angles of this because Mark Anthony K. To your point, had the numbers it, clearly a million dollars worth for the, which is big because it, it's allocation money. It's not kind of like one to one million dollars, but it's to your point, Walker Zimmerman level, who was a top three uh, defensive player of the year on a, a record-setting team. Obviously, Mark gets about the same. Uh, he's he was a little bit older than when we traded Walker too, uh, by maybe a year. Um, but LAFC had to seriously weigh. How much they were paying him now, how much he his market value is worth, and how much a team was offering him. And they took the chance to be able to be a little bit more flexible. 
Mar- uh, John Thornton had a press conference a couple days ago and talked about it. And uh, he said, I do believe he said there's a few other teams that were interested. This was obviously the offer. And this is great for LAFC because they just essentially discovered him. USL, they said they, uh, Mark, uh, John mentioned that he saw him in the Gold Cup in 2019 and that peaked in interest and they followed him along. And this guy was available for everyone. 2017. 2017? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, This guy was available for everyone. LAFC had him, developed him. Uh, He learned this system, which is going to bode him very well. And he's going to have a lucrative career. Uh, I wish he was still here, but I understand the business. And we have to understand the salary cap. It is stringent. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be creative. And this is a way to do that for LAFC. And now it's it sets off what should be an interesting summer. Yeah. I mean, more than a tenfold return for a player that they were able to unearth from USL. He was very good in USL. And to your point, anyone could have had him. I mean, they, it, uh, it's rumored five figures is what it took to get him from, from Louisville. Um, he comes in and plays left back on his first day. They get him into a, a center back position throughout camp and then day one starter. And then from there, uh, and this is not even taking into account the, the serious injury that he had to climb back from to get back up to a level to be an all-star after a serious injury. I mean, he was really like the surprise of that season gets injured, everyone has a bad taste in their mouth because he gets injured because he's doing so well from, from USL, and we're wondering, ooh, that's a really tough injury. Is he ever going to be the same? Plays to an all-star level. I mean, it, it's, a good, it's a testament to who all-star. Mark Anthony K is. All-star. That's I'm, incredible. I mean, you know, that's a small roster. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the active, he played, right? He played in that game in Atlanta. Of course he did, yeah. Yeah, he played. Or was it Orlando? It was Orlando. Orlando. So um, that's fantastic what he's uh, – was was able to accomplish and you know and on off the field Mark's a great guy straight shooter I mean I've always been admi- I've been blown away at how honest he is about everything I think it's part to be a, a Canadian uh, trait but I mean it's like he'll sit there and he'll straight shoot and he's like he'll give you the exact answer go well that was basically everything I was hoping to hear to a word so yeah. I'm going to miss that. We did stuff off the field. He was always there. We did that taste of LAFC. He's always along for, you know, having a, a laugh. And, and you know, he, he joined us in the broadcast booth, did a mm-hmm. great job. I mean, this is the kind of guy your club would uh, can only dream about. And certainly from our content perspective and all of that, because that's part of the club, that we need players that we can kind of put out there and do things. And he did it wonderfully. Yeah, and then his being act taking a leadership role last year with these, the social activism that's hard under these circumstances. But he felt that it was something he needed to do, and it's not just saying things; it's attending meetings and being part of it and activating folks. That's a, that's a sacrifice that a lot of people aren't willing to take. And did, yeah, he's a good reminder. Mark will always be that good reminder to me of these are elite athletes um, that have aspirations that have careers. Uh, but they're human beings, and he was willing to put himself out there, and not a lot of guys are willing to do that. I wish more would, um, but not a lot of guys are willing to be the guy that's like, I, look, I'm a human being, I have emotions, I have feelings, um, and I can lead w- with these emotions and feelings. And to your point, he was. Uh, I always loved him when he when you ask him a question and he would stop for a second and go, you want the real answer? And you go, yeah, yeah, of course I want the real answer. <laughs> sure. But he, he was always more than willing to give the real answer, but he's always, he'd always just look at us or you and I and just go like, well, you want the real, real stuff? Like, please, Mark, just give us, he goes, okay. But you know, he was always more than willing and open to do that. So I, I will miss him a lot. Um, but 
the the bigger point is, yeah, there, there's a bit of a log jam. Uh, it's a compliment to the type of player he is. Uh, I It's one of those weird ones where, or not weird ones, I think there are more trades or transfers where it really helps out both teams, but this felt pretty even. Like, I think both teams are really going to be helped out because Mark's a centerpiece. That midfield in Colorado is going to be something. Well, I, I think Colorado, because the fans right now are going, wait, we just money? Well, what do we get in return? We'll find out later. So it does it does help both teams. But Colorado's got to be pumped because now they have a really good midfield with with Acosta. I would also imagine that uh, they're expecting maybe their roster to shake up a little bit like everyone else's. And uh, maybe some player that's there now isn't going to be there. Mark Anthony K slides into that. So they probably saw it by necessity, which... It's kind of what we're doing now because we that's like the first, I guess, shoot drop, but we expect stuff to happen here. Yeah, we, had, we had a definite log jam in that midfield. It's, that's uh, it. It's the, the log is jammed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we got to unjam it, right? Because that's how it works. Yeah. From my lumberjack days, we always say, like, can't get that log jammed in there. You got to unjam it. By the way, um, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that in a, the Big Lebowski? Wasn't it that the, the Germans wouldn't have a, a thing called log jamming. Was it a song? Probably. It made me laugh. Oh, that was the adult film that they were in. <laughs> Remember Big Lebowski? Log jamming. Right. Was it, I not supposed to say that? It's leave, part of a movie. Leave it to Max to to take us into that that place. Well, should we? Uh, I think we've covered. It doesn't make any sense. It's a it, silly name. I, yeah, actually, it makes perfect sense. But uh, we won't okay, get into that. Bad. We won't get into that. But you know what doesn't make sense? The Germans with a sense of humor. What? Yeah. Did I just? <laughs> I went it's there. Good. I, oh, don't do it. Yeah. Don't. Please don't. Just wait. Say, say Kraftwerk. I love Germany. Love say, yeah, I know you do. Kraftwerk's your favorite uh, band. Oh, yeah. Kraftwerk, wait. the greatest band of all okay, time. Yeah, tell I'm the story, operator Kraftwerk. of okay. my pocket calculator. And then, and then tell, zwei, tell the Dr. Drei, Dre story. Vier, four, six, seven, eight. Wait, but Dr. You, Dre, who. Yeah. Go do the full crap. He, he sampled. They all sampled him, yeah. and then he said, "He goes, oh, man, this is the best band out there. Look at them, and look, look ahead, how ahead of the time." That was Dr. Dre's words. I'm just saying, if if you run into Max Bredos at any point uh, out and about and bring up Kraftwerk, he's legally obligated to one say Kraftwerk in a very nice German accent, and then Kraftwerk. tell you the, tell you the Dr. Dre story about how they're the greatest band of all time. You, they, they, the two always go together. Right. I feel like if I feel like if someone cuts you off in the middle of that Dr. Dre story with Kraftwerk, you might explode. It's good. We once performed at the same time for a crowd in Frankfurt, Hamburg, Munich, I, and in Dresden, in the East German. We all performed. We were connected by computers. You know I'm going to have our social media team put later hosing on you and, and you get you a suit. Don't. Oh, you, oh, you, did, you did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. Okay. Uh, was there anything else, well, you want, anything else you want to cover? You've had a lot of time. Well, how do we un unjam the logs? Do we? So I don't know. I I I, I just as fans, we got to look at think. We'll we'll got to see. This is going to be a very interesting couple of weeks. That's what I would say. Yeah, the window closes. It has right. to be right. The, yeah. Well, the window for actual transfers closes very soon. You can still get players that are out contract, which there will still be, um, from Europe and other places. Um, you can still get players within MLS. Uh, but yes, this this next couple of weeks is going to be pivotal on what this team is going to look like, um, as they try to get hot going into the playoffs. I mean that's. Basically, all it is. I think I'm good. I'm hoping to get to uh, Las Vegas on Sunday for the Gold Cup final, but only if it's U a USA Mexico. I Max, have to you work. Just, you just recovered from COVID. You're going to go to Vegas. Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that crazy? Ride the lightning. That's that's the Max Bredos I know. Come on, man. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Got to live. I've been sitting in this place. I know. I, for a I, week. You you know what? For everyone that does not know Max Bredos the way I do, the fact that he had to sit in his house and not be able to do much is probably the worst punishment that he could have had. So, uh, I I got I got to know that you're itching to get out. Yes, I will say just sort of decompressing and doing nothing was good for a couple of days. It was good for my body. Yeah, I needed to kind of just go. Did you pick up any hobbies? You learned how to meditate? No. No. It's terrible. I should have done a bit more productive. Should have read a little bit more or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just read just all soccer all the time. My son started calling me COVID man. It's oh. I had to alert uh look, I had alerted everyone. I called my son's basketball team and said I can't I can't coach and Oh yeah, you coached him on the win. Did, did you coach him to win? Did we get a win? Uh, the week before, they lost by four. Apparently, the, the, the game since, they blew the doors off everyone oh, since I wasn't so there. So what's the variable And there? my son wasn't there either, so oh, I don't know what that means. Two variables there. Two because variables. Because he was negative, but he can't go out. Yeah. See, you're doing, all, you're doing all the right things, though, Max. Thank you. You're welcome, Los Angeles. Well, I think, uh, I think that's going to do it for the Max and Vince podcast inside LAFC. Remember to rate, su- rate subscribe, review, Share, Max. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. Well, but we'll be- I will tell you, computer love, computer lieber in German. Very, very nice. Thank you for that little German tip. Uh, we'll be back next week, normal schedule. So that means Max and I will be in here on Monday doing this, which means it'll drop Tuesday morning. Uh, but we thank you for hanging in with us. And look, it worked out. We got to cover the two games and cover the trade. We, if we would have done this on Monday, we would have missed all this stuff. So maybe there's very true. I think we covered, we got everything we needed to do. I think we did. I think there's a silver lining there. I'm just glad you're healthy, Max. I can't wait for you to be back. This is not fun. This is not fun over the computer. Oh, you're having a great time. We'll, we'll get it back on. We'll get back on the rails and the fall's going to be good. All right. Well, you heard it from the man himself. He's healthy. He's ready. He's raring. He's ready to go. He's done pushups. He did 30, maybe 50 pushups, maybe a thousand. Who knows? Oh, he's flexing. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, yes! They knocked on the door!